1: IPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at YourTechReport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And welcome to it. Please follow
2: along with us on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report. Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Our website, YourTechReport.com. YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report online. Very cool show lined up for you this week. We are going to be talking to our good friend Matt Whelan over at Linksys. We, we talked about develop when CES was just kind of announced, and our first show of the new year. We're going to dive into that product with him. We're going to talk about some gaming routers. Um, uh, lo- lots of fun stuff. A new contest, a new giveaway. Exciting. Right here. We're going to be giving away. Oh, should we tell him, Mitchell? Should we tell him? You know
3: what? I was going to say, I'm very glad. Once again, will you give that YouTube channel again? I know what like you say. Slash
2: Your been YouTube.com online. But if you go to YourTechReport.com, you can find everything there. We link to it. It's awesome. Everything's right there for you.
3: And this this becomes a big deal, and we, we've been telling people a lot. We have not want to say we've been pushing it. We've been encouraging that people uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel because we give stuff away. Plain and simple, we like to give the stuff that we get away to you, and sometimes we're given specific things to give away to you, and that was the case. The folks over at Ring, Ring Video Doorbell, you know, we had that great interview with Jamie Siminoff, the inventor of Ring. I do. They sent us a Ring Video Doorbell and a chime unit so that you can plug it in in any room, and it will actually... You know, you'll hear your doorbell ring through that chime unit. We are giving that package away to one of our subscribers. So, Mark, I know we said we have on the YouTube page, of course, you can see in the description, but we're going to make it easy. All you have to do is subscribe to our, our channel and comment... On the video, that's it. And you, I think you can, uh, we're setting it up also so you can get an extra entry by following us on Twitter and retweeting. So there's always w- ways to get more entries. But we are giving this package away, Mark. And having used it and lived with it for a while, I can tell you, or my own, I should say, not this one. This is a brand new one. Uh, I think whoever wins this is going to be one lucky person because Ring Video Doorbell is absolutely
2: brilliant. So check out our, our YouTube channel, youtubecom so Your Tech Report Online, of course, our website. All the details will be posted up there and uh, lots of fun stuff. Also on this week's show, Mitchell. Our Best Buy Review of the Month. So yes. we've been we've been doing this stuff with Best Buy. We spoke to Christine Tam a couple months ago. Leading up to the holidays, they sent us a Google Pixel XL, which we teased a couple shows ago. And this week, we're going to go hands-on with that Google Pixel XL in our Best Buy Review of the Month. A very cool phone indeed, I think.
3: It really is, and I know you've already heard a lot of reviews that have been out there. But we kind of like to live with things a little bit and give you our real a user's perspective, not just give you you know recite all the specs and here's what the manual says and here's what the you know what everyone else is saying. We like to live with something for a while and give you our own opinion, both on the hardware and the software side and the day to day experience of what it's like to live with the phone. So we are we are finally presenting our final thoughts about this device. A little bit of a should I give a little bit of a, a little break here a little. Little teaser, little secret, little tease. Yeah, go for it. It's a pretty great phone. Oh, it's wow. a pretty fantastic phone. Wow, you phone. just revealed a lot about <laughs> I know. that device. I know, I just revealed so much, but I like a little tease in there.
2: Also, to wrap up this week's show, we're going to talk to a very cool company, uh, Mitchell. You know, there's this very few tech discoveries that I have in my life that I'm right. like, I can't believe I didn't know that. But the company we're going to be talking to, and I reached out to, is La C They make some incredible portable hard drives and desktop great external hard drives. They're owned by Seagate, the company that's been making hard drives for, for forever. So we're going to be going uh, hands-on, so to speak, with LaCie towards the end of the show and talking about their new product lineup, which features brand new Thunderbolt technology, USB Type-C across the board.
3: And I will tell you, I did not know as well like you. I did not know they were owned by Seagate, but they have kept the two divisions, I think, pretty separate in terms of what they do and what they're known for. And for me, I've been a Sea guy, Mark, for years. We've talked about this between the ruggedized drives, their cool designer Porsche line of drives. I've always been a Sea guy, so I think our listeners who are not familiar with the company, or now I should say, the division of Seagate, they're going to be pretty impressed, and they're pretty uh pretty well priced too. So it's it's something anyone else can jump in on. It's pretty cool,
2: Mitchell. You know, we often talk about the you know various ways which in- which the U.S. is ahead of Canada, or Canada's ahead of the U.S. in certain technology, like our broadband speeds tend to be much better than yours in I the United know. States.
3: It's true. Even it's though true. you
2: have like companies like Google Fiber and stuff like that, I mean they're not widespread enough to really make a big impact. Correct. However, our costs tend to be more elevated, especially on like the wireless front. It's way more expensive to get cell technology and and mobile data. But th- there's a couple things that we're doing up here in Canada that are kind of cool and actually are are, are getting a, giving us a little edge over you guys in terms of the lead, or at least having things. Come first. Such as I'm intrigued. Drone I'm intrigued. drone delivery. They're saying that by the end of 2017, Canada could launch official legalized drone delivery throughout the country. And the and the reason is, and this the reason they're saying that it's gonna be you know take off here as opposed to your country is because a lot of a lot of green space, especially in the Northwest Territories and, and the areas of the country that need, you know, relief supplies and, and need stuff really quick, drones can get there a lot quicker and can travel terrain or, or travel above the terrain that humans necessarily can necessarily get to. So it's, that's why we're going to get it before you guys do. You
3: know what? First of all, I'm very happy that you guys are getting it before us for a lot of reasons. Because, you know, we, we talk about there are a lot of product releases. I never understood why products aren't released simultaneously in the U.S. and Canada. And a lot of this issues there, it's just technical reasons, it's you know, it's litigious reasons, of course, government regulations and legal, you know, legalities and stuff, but you're right, I was going to say the one thing, if you sort of break it down on your head, it comes down to population. There's, you know, there's much more land, you know, space per yeah. person. <laughs> it's, a, it's a far less populated country than we, are, than we are here, and much easier to, you know, to get packages out to people, I mean, and not worrying about, that's the big deal here, Mark. People worry about number one, especially in Los Angeles, New York, the really big cities, drones being shot out of the air. If a drone does fall or fail, it's going to hit somebody because it's in an incredibly densely populated area. So uh, I'm happy and I'm excited to see how it goes there because I, I may move to Canada just for drone deliveries because that's how much. Well, first of all, that's I love how badly Canada. You and your I, deliveries? <laughs> well, I'd love to see you more often too. But I love the idea of drone deliveries and I think the technology is really cool.
2: Wow, that's
3: yeah. <laughs> this what was just, your impetus for moving to Canada, Mitchell? Well, it's well, you know, drone, drone delivery, Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> nice people, hockey, and drone delivery. Yeah, there you go. So,
2: so there's one other element that you know, another instance where, where we have a leg up on you guys. And the, yeah. the CRTC, our regulatory body, like our FCC, so to speak, um, is actually seeking feedback on a next generation of nine one one services. They want Ooh. to start integrating picture messaging, uh, text messaging, location services, all into nine one one. Now, I'm not sure, and this begs the question: um, to what extent technology has, you know, infiltrated your 911 systems over there. But I think the ability to text to 911, to send pictures and tips and stuff like that, I think will greatly enhance the service overall and crime fighting in general.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think about these things all the time, Mark. What if someone is choking and they're not able to actually make a phone call? They don't have a home where they have an embedded uh, ambulance, you know, because usually they have police, fire and medical embedded into a lot of the head units of these alarm systems. What if you don't have one of those? Well, the the next thing, best thing you can do is text, send a picture, a warning, send a pre-done thing. I'm choking. I I cannot talk, whatever. These are things that are incredibly important, like you said, in in maintaining health and safety. So to me, this is a huge thing. And, And let me tell you something something else. Being able to do it by cell. It also gives people immediate GPS if someone can't give their location. Yeah. The GPS embedded, although most t- they can triangulate from any phone call for the most part but being able to use a mobile device will help in many different ways. Visually also, people that, if there's a language barrier and they can't explain what they're seeing or somebody's hurt or injured and people can't explain it, having a visual would be a huge thing. So Mark, I'm uh, I, they can't get this out fast enough as far as I'm concerned and that's something I'm hoping that goes worldwide, not just in Canada but a technology that spreads worldwide because it's really hopeful, helpful, helpful you, and hopeful. Check
2: <laughs> out the CRTC's website, CRTC.gc.ca. You can see it's basically a public hearing. They're asking people to give their input on this uh, really cool innovations they're doing. Uh, again, a great show lined up for you guys. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with that full Best Buy review of the month with a Google Pixel XL. Still to come, Matt Whelan from Linksys, all about Velop and some cool gaming routers. And LaCie, their external hard drive lineup is absolutely awesome. Mitchell, before we go to a break, I wanted to tease hmm. a couple things that we've got coming up this month. Sure. I mean, don't forget to go to YouTube. YouTube.com slash online Get involved in our Ring Video Doorbell giveaway or yourtechreport.com. Lots of fun there. Follow us on Twitter. All that fun stuff. Asus has sent me the Transformer Pro 3. This is basically a Microsoft Surface on steroids with wow. everything the Surface doesn't have that I wanted. They sent me this device. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to give this back to them.
3: Did I tell you that I pre ordered you the Switch, by the way, that you're going to have one? No, you didn't. Yeah, it's pre ordered done. You're going to have one too. Just wanted to throw that out there. Wow, you're so you're so kind. Uh, follow along with
2: us online on Twitter. It is at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report. Of course, YouTube. Get in on that contest. Ring video doorbell plus chime YouTube.com slash your tech report online. When we come back, we're gonna go hands-on with the Google Pixel XL, the only Google device this year with Android Nougat. Stick around.
1: Your tech report will be right back. Now back to your tech report. We're going
2: hands-on. Welcome back to your tech report. Marco Flaw and Mitchell Whitfield with you. On Twitter it is at your tech Facebook.com slash your tech report our website is yourtechreport.com i encourage you to go there and you can find out how to link to all our youtube channels and all that fun stuff you'll find out all the details about that giveaway for the ring video doorbell Mitchell's still one of the best video doorbells i have yet to experience
3: my my big fear is that you're going to you know we're going to have our winner we're going to have our winner uh, we're going to be ready to give this thing away and you will not let me that you are going to want no, to no, keep no, do and no, hoard no, no. The, that's no no i'm just telling you it's a genuine fear because it's we tend to Give and share products that we're really passionate about. And this is one that we absolutely love. So I hope you will follow through and not keep this for yourself. No, I know we're going to give it. And someone's no, going to be, uh, so I will so buy happy. my own.
2: Don't worry. I will buy and, my and, own. I promise.
3: And, but wait, they're, they're getting the ring and they're getting uh, the chime. So it's a real, it's a complete package. The most complete package. It's really cool.
2: So check out the website, yourtechreport.com, for all the details. But it's time now, Mitchell, for our Best Buy Review of the Month. We teased this before the holidays. We had an interview with Christine Chan from Best Buy, talking about all their gift ideas. But it's time to actually go hands-on and talk about the first product that we got courtesy of Best Buy, which is the Google Pixel XL. This is their larger version, their their yeah. plus size version of exactly. their, their latest smartphone, featuring their latest operating system, which is Android Nougat. Nougat. You just like saying Nougat. Yeah, I like saying Nougat. So name. you know what? Yeah. It's amazing. So <laughs> so the thing about these whole Pixel phones in general, aside from the design yeah. aesthetics, this <clears> is <throat> like when this is like the true hardcore Android experience. When you're yes. talking about an Android phone, you want to get their either their former formerly Nexus models and now their Pixel because right. it's all about that full true Android experience. Experience, without all that bloatware and without the skins and everything that other manufacturers and other carriers tend to throw onto their devices. So whereas other phones like the Samsung S7s are just getting Nougat over the coming weeks now, right. it, You know, those who have had the Pixel <clears throat> have been experiencing it since the start, have seen the upgrades and seen the nuances and everything that comes on board with this device. Very cool. And,
3: and for me, and we're going to get... And I, I'm glad that you mentioned Android 7.1 Nougat because, <clears throat> excuse me, The software is as big a part of the experience with this phone as the hardware is. And I don't mean that to detract from the hardware, which is pretty brilliant, but the hardware and the software work in tandem to create this new experience. I think Google was going for when they created the Google and the Google Pixel, you know, the Pixel and the Pixel XL phone by Google. I love that. It's like Google (laughs) Pixel, you know, phone by Google. I love that whole thing. Uh, Let's get started with the most basic stuff with the actual hardware itself. If you've never seen this device, it is price is a premium device it is built as a premium device as Mark said it comes in two flavors you have the 5.1 the 5.0 inch version which is the Google pixel and the pixel XL you know boost that to 5.5 inches the regular 5-inch model has the 1920 by 1080 full HD display the 5.5 inch has a 2560 by 1440 so that's that's closer to 2.7 K display so that is one difference the other difference and I just want to point this out at the beginning mark because every other spec I mentioned from this point on after I get to the battery will be identical between the Pixel and the Pixel XL. <clears <Gotcha>. <clears <throat> so, we have the battery on the 5.0 model, the regular Pixel. It is a 2770 milliamp battery, non-removable. So, people that are looking to swap out batteries on the Pixel, not going to happen. It's built into the device, as all the manufacturers are doing now. We know that we know that they've gone, you know, other companies have gone to this unibody design. Google is no different. And then we have a 3450 milliamp battery in the Pixel XL. So, again, between these two devices, the only difference is the screen- Resolution and size, and the actual battery. The build of the phone mark, now we both had some hands-on time with this, you know, with this phone. I'm really intrigued. I'm sort of fascinated by the 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 disparity in the comments that people have been leaving and giving with this phone because some people say, Oh, it's incredibly premium and beautiful. Others like, oh, they could have done better. I'm of the mind that this is a beautifully, beautifully crafted, beautifully designed phone. You have this aluminum body. With, you know, the top third, I'd say, Mark, has a glass, you know, is glass on top where the fingerprint sensor is and the beautiful camera On the flash. back you're
2: talking about I just want to Exactly, about that.
3: on the back. Because the front, of course, is all glass. That's where the actual screen is. But on the back, two-thirds of it is aluminum showing and the last third is glass. I don't know about you. I think this is a beautiful design. It's different. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It doesn't look cheap in any way. Now, it comes in three colors. It comes... <laughs> I like it, the way they name these colors. The colors are quite black, very silver, and really blue. Now... The really blue looks really interesting. It's this bright sort of blue, and that's, you know, that the colors are sort of offset by the glass, gives it two different shades of blue. They sent us the quite black version, and it's gorgeous. I have no complaints with the design, how it feels in the hand. Very solid, and I think people always wonder when they're paying, because, you know, you're paying, you know, in the mid 600s for this phone to start. It's a premium build device and feels great in your head.
2: Some things I notice about this device too is there's no exclusions exclusions. There's no nothing sticking out of this phone, you know, like the the, the new iPhones when they have the bulge in the back for the camera. They've That's embedded right. what they're calling the highest rated smartphone camera ever uh, in this device. I mean it's beautifully beautifully embedded right there. Twelve point three megapixels, it's got a it's got a beautiful aperture, 2 Um they're calling it Pixel HDR, the whole pixel name comes from the photography element of this and the video taking element of this. So they're really focusing it. Focusing in on that, on the software side, it really nice pun, is. By
3: the way, focusing in on a camera seat, like, like that? that? Yeah, I like. You had to you point did that there. out, yeah.
2: um, <laughs> and they're really and they're really tying this into their whole ecosystem, like everybody else is trying to do, and they're doing it more so by embedding the phone with Google's assistant right there. Now, it, the the assistant is great. It's this opportunity for you to go, you know, okay, Google, you know, and get answers to really anything, and and the the fact that it's powered by Google, the biggest and largest and most comprehensive search engine that exists today makes this one of the most powerful assistants absolutely ever you can ask her absolutely any question and her you see how i do that it's it's a whole French grammar thing um, <laughs> but not only that you can do things like manage your everyday tasks you can you know find photos faster you can translate on the go you can do anything that you're able to do with voice with Google today right there with the assistant built in keep tabs on your travel keep find out when flights are arriving or departing etc cetera, etc cetera. the only thing that I haven't had the chance to really experience yet is how this interaction with the smart home because at the point in time when you know this phone came out I didn't have my my things are fairly home kit you know kind of enabled so I really right. haven't tested her with um, smart home devices but building the assistant right there into the operating system as a core feature and into everything that's there it's really a step ahead of what everybody else is doing
3: and I think the, fa- the fact that you just referred to it as her uh, tells you how far this has come. I'm not even joking here. I mean, we always call Siri her, and uh, Google's uh, Google Assistant is a little different because. And Mark, you mentioned all the features, and some of those things. I know people are listening and saying, "Well, we've seen those before, both in Siri and in Google's previous voice assistant." We say, "Okay, Google," and it would, you know, it'd give you all these answers. The real win here, as you as you touched on, was the multitasking, because now Google Assistant, unlike the other digital assistants, sen- te- seems to get smarter faster. Go- I mean, this is it's really incredible. It starts to learn your daily routine. Okay, Google Assistant knows where you're going, knows where you work, knows where you shop. And when you ask a question or ask, you know, the Assistant to do something, it can multitask better and faster than any other Assistant. So let's give an example. You say, uh, okay, uh, make a reservation, make, make a reservation for a flight to, you know, to Los Angeles. Okay, so now what does the phone need to do? Phone immediately needs to leverage using GPS and maps where you are. It also needs to know where the closest airports to you are and then sort of, you know, amalgamate all the different airlines that fly to Boston on a given day and put all those things together. And then within a fraction of, you know, <laughs> within seconds, give you these options. So it's not just looking at, OK, you can pull up information from your phone. Any any assistant can do that, right? It's the leverage, leveraging of multitasking. It's leveraging all of Google's assets, all the mapping technology, all the tracking of where you are, where you, you know, where you go, I mean, all these things that they have, it's leveraging those assets in a way that it's not that other, other phone and software manufacturers, you know, don't want to. It's in a way that they can't because they don't have the, on the software side and on the information side, Mark, they don't have all the assets that Google has. And I think this is brilliant because what better way to bring people into your ecosystem than offer them something that they can't get anywhere else because no one else does what Google does on the back end.
2: One of the other experiences that I had, particularly with that at Pixel XL, was the transferring process, the way they have made this <laughs> Make it easy, so right? <laughs> easy to switch. And I'm not talking about from another Android device. I'm talking about the ability to... Now, this phone uses USB Type-C connector. In mm-hmm. the box, you get not only the, the the wall worth that you plug into the wall, you get the USB Type-C cable, but you also get the... USB C. We're all holding right now. (laughs) The USB C to regular USB adapter. This allows you to take your native iPhone cable, your Lightning cable, plug it into your iPhone on one side, and plug it into the Google Pixel and instantly connect. You sign into your Google account and you could transfer everything from videos, music, SMS messages, iMessages, and more, and just let it go. When I did it, I have a lot of data. It took some time to do it, but it transferred everything. The only thing I had to do was sign into certain accounts that I couldn't authenticate. Uh, from the iPhone. But transferring to Android has never been easier. And this is, Mark, this is something that most
3: people over the last five years, and you've had to deal with these machines before, you know, the transfer machines they have at your local carrier for your local cell carrier where they say, oh, if you want this phone, yeah, we'll put it in the machine and transfer all your contacts, everything over. And it's a machine and it takes some hours to do. Now, no need to do that anymore. No need to worry about going to your local store for whatever carrier you have, fill in your carrier name here, and have them transfer everything. They're really smart, Mark. They want to make it easy because remember, a barrier to entry and a barrier to entry in any product is is the biggest thing that manufacturers have to work against right so they don't want people thinking oh'm I've, I've always been an iPhone guy I've always been an iPhone gal I don't want to transfer it's gonna be so hard they're taking that away so people are gonna st- say oh so really it's just a matter of Getting a new phone with a new ecosystem, and I'm set. And I, I was pretty blown away by how easy this was as well. But there are other features that they that they made really simple as well. You know, you now have unlimited storage for all your photos and videos, and they're making a big deal about this. And, and it, it really is a big deal. I mean, I've had to upgrade my iCloud account on many occasions to accommodate the movies and the you know the photos that I've been uploading and storing in the cloud. Never going to be an issue about you know about that again. I also want to touch really quickly on the camera that you talked about. One of the reasons that you, you talked about, the, they're touting the large pixels, uh, 1.55, I don't know what the measurement is here. I'm not familiar with the, the size measurement of these pixels, but the size of the pixel apparently makes a huge difference with uh, low-light photography, obviously. The bigger the pixel, the more light it can take in, even in dark situations. I had personal experience with this. Uh, the, the camera mark is, hands down, they are right, they are absolutely right, the best photos I've ever taken with uh, with a smartphone. The videos were good. I tend to like the video, I think, a little better on my iPhone, but the pictures, the ability to focus quickly, low light photography, absolutely brilliant.
2: So the other thing is it's so funny. There's we so much were talking talk about here. Well, there is, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention was a battery. The battery gets up to seven hours of charge in 15 minutes. Sorry. Seven hours of sto- capacity in fifteen minutes of charging. That that's like a full day of battery life uh in, in just fifteen minutes. So when you're struggling to obviously get your phone going the whole day, and with, with these you know bigger phones it tends to be a lot easier to get you know more charge throughout the other day but y- y- you know how it is well we, this is
3: I wanted to jump in here more cuz this there's been a discrepancy here a little bit this is a little bit tricky uh the 15 minutes and you know they, they call it, you know it's fast charging obviously you plug in the USB C connector and within 15 minutes you get you get 7 hours of battery life now What I discovered was, and I did some homework here, and I did some tests here. It isn't seven hours of normal usage that we're talking about. Okay. We're talking about seven hours of battery life. Meaning, if your phone is about to die and you plug it in for 15 minutes it will it will live for another 7 hours that doesn't mean you can use it as you normally would because it's only going to go up a certain percentage it's not going to fill up to like 80 or 90% yeah, in that time it might fill up like 15 or 20 or 30% or 15% in that time um so you will get 7 hours of life but you're not going to get 7 hours of full battery use i just want to put that out there if people are expecting to charge it for 15 minutes and be able to use their phone for another full day that's not going to happen but still if your phone's about to die, most of us, you know, we want to get that 15 minutes of quick charge in. It will let your battery stay alive long enough for you to finish the second day, of, you know, second half of your workday, uh, to travel on a plane to get home, even on a cross-country trip. So in that way, it's a really big win. I just want to make sure I clear that up so people don't call us and say, hey, or email say, hey, I tried to plug it in and 15 minutes gave me about two hours of real-life usage. So your mileage may vary is what I'm saying.
2: What I love about these reviews when we talk about phones is that we, we, we talk about all these great features, the camera, the battery life, the connection, the <laughs> transfer. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> but do we ever sit back and say, wait a second, how's the call quality on this phone? phone? <laughs> yeah. <knew> <laughs> like, scary. How do calls sound? How do you sound You know, to other people? What is the reaction been in terms of the call quality on this actual phone?
3: I have some answers for you there, too. The call quality has been excellent. I've had no issues with calls. Uh, but, you know, call quality is a tricky thing because the hardware, it, once again, it's great hardware. People hear me perfectly. I hear them perfectly. I didn't have a lot of dropped calls. But then again, you know, dropped calls are also a measure of the carrier as well as the phone. So it's it's not always, you know, apples to apples when we talk about that. Uh, the interesting thing was uh, the call quality was excellent, but unlike a phone let's say like the iPhone 7 Plus which if you're using the Pixel XL is probably the nearest you know comparable competitor in terms of popularity and features uh speakerphone mode was not quite as good on the Pixel XL. Uh, because I think the, the speakers in the iPhone where it uses the earpiece and those big bottom speakers to give you a little more bass um, is going to be a little bit better. Now, we're not going to compare it to phones you know, like the Moto Z or even some of the LG phones that have dedicated modules to enhance audio. That's not fair. We're going to go with the bare bones hardware that comes with the phone. phone call quality is excellent, sounds excellent, but the speakerphone volume, if you're listening to something on speakerphone music, what have you, not quite as good as the iPhone 7 plus but I can totally live with that that's a, that's not a deal breaker for me yeah uh, I, I I wanted to, I wanted to touch on one more thing mark before we move on and that is Android itself. Because to me, as, a, as an iPhone guy over the years, as my daily driver, and I've, I've used Android phones over the years and love them as well. But as my daily driver, making that jump to just decide I'm jumping into this ecosystem, it can be a little bit hard. And we've always said, haven't people asked you to compare, how would you compare iOS to Android? And I always tell people, if you know nothing else, and once again, this, this plays into it. If you're not used to something else, then this plays into it. If you know nothing, if you were just a blank slate, people handed you two phones. I always said the Apple, the iPhone was easier to use from a user's perspective, the UI, you could jump in, figure things out easier. Conversely, I always said that the Android device, if you're a, a tinkerer and like to customize and make things and do it, Android was always the better platform for that. This is the first time I can say that the Android operating system is incredibly accessible to people who have never used it before. Not only have they taken out a lot of the extra, you know, bells and whistles on, on top that you need to figure out how to use before you can actually use the phone, the features are all there. It's just easier to use now. Settings are easier, easier ac- accessibility, getting different screens easier, even the look. new round icons look really cool. It's just an easier OS to use and I think that will benefit this phone as much as anything else we're saying.
2: Check out the Google Pixel, the Google Pixel XL. Uh, Thanks to our friends over at Best Buy for arranging this uh, review unit with us and we're going to bring you another cool review next month, obviously courtesy of our friends over at Best Buy. There's still more to come on this week's show. uh, A great interview. We're going to be talking to our good friend Matt Whelan over at Linksys all about that brand new product Velop and some cool gaming solutions for Wireless Networking, all from CE this year. Stick around.
1: Your tech report will be right back. This is your tech report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com.
2: Welcome back to your tech report, Marco Flalo in beautiful, uh, snowy Montreal. Mitchell Whitfield in unsnowy, sorry, rainy Los Angeles. And but you had to throw that in,
3: didn't you? You well, can't just, because it makes you feel better to know that there's foul weather here. It makes you feel better about your
2: situation. Not particularly. I was there okay, for 10 okay, days okay. and it was pretty foul for the 10 That's days. That's true. Very um, and joined by channel manager from Linksys, Matt Whelan, <sighs> just on his, on his, not on his way, but you're back from CES. You survived another year. How did it, how did it go?
4: I did survive another year. Fantastic time again uh, on the LinkedIn front. Just in general, you guys have both been to Vegas. You know what it's like. So uh, good. Uh, good time. Short time. Uh, back safe and sound.
3: You know, Matt. I know we've I know we've touched on this before. But just big picture question: before we go into the really cool stuff that you guys were showing, um, how cool is it that? networking has become such a sexy visible thing and i'm saying that because it used to be this you know you know your your home network your business network was hidden behind a desk i know we've talked about this before but how cool is it that right now because we live in a digital world networking products are at the top of the list when people talk about innovations exciting new products that's an exciting thing for you guys exciting for us too
4: Yeah, it is absolutely right. And a lot of times I get that analogy. People just say to me, they're like, you know, my my router, my networking, my Wi-Fi in the home is like plumbing. I just say it's there. I don't really think about it, and I just need it to work. And I I would say with all the advancements that we've seen over the last couple months, and especially with the new product that we launched at CES this year, everyone's saying to us like, wow, now I'm feeling really good about moving my traditional Wi-Fi device from the back room or my home office or under my desk. Out to the forefront, it's a bit of a conversation piece. How it works is a little bit differently. So, for us, we're incredibly excited. It's it, you know, it's been a, it's been a while coming, right? The traditional router have been in all of our homes, apartments, condos for a long time, and uh, seeing these new form factors and, and how they're working is uh, is yeah, incredibly exciting. You're you're absolutely right. You know, Matt, you know the,
3: what? I think I came up with wait, Mark. I have to give him this. This is something that Lynx is going to run with. I'm telling you, uh, we can come up with a slogan. Slogan: Links is bringing sexy back to routing. Linksys oh, wow. is bringing sexy back to wireless. You can bring Bringing sexy back is not just for music and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> I think Linksys should run with this. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> well, I've, uh, if I can get legal to sign off on a sticker, I'll put that on my box. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, Matt, Matt, let's let's talk about sexy for a second, because <laughs> right. uh, you, you and I, obviously, we, we saw each other a couple months ago when you first introduced me to VELOP, and really, I guess, the first entrance to what we call this new buzzword, this mesh networking buzzword that everybody's throwing around that I don't think anybody really understands. Um, I do, but I want you to tell our listeners, you know, from from a firsthand point of view, VELOP is is your first entry into mesh networking, and it is an absolute Home Run. Tell everybody about VELOP.
4: Yeah, so um, for us, we launched VELOP at CES this year and we couldn't be happier with um, how it went, right? From the reviews like yourself, Mark, guys that have had a chance to get their hands on it and test it in a home environment, to the folks that were seeing it for the first time in Vegas last week, to uh, it, it basically everyone now that's you know starting to put pre-or- pre-orders in, we're, we're just seeing a tremendous amount of buzz around this. And what it is, is from us, I'd like this, we created a true uh, networking mesh system, which is all about setting your Wi-Fi free Um, from our packaging to what you'll read about on the websites. What we're after here is we're after giving a hundred percent seamless Wi-Fi connection throughout your entire home. And that premise has been around for a long time, but it's often been a challenge, right? Because, you know, what Mitchell's place is like is very different than your place in Montreal and my place in Toronto. And no two routers are, or, or no two homes are ever created equal, you know, from the materials that are in our walls to the interference from the other devices around the home. So how do we make sure that we get the best performance out of a product to deliver 100% Wi-Fi? And that's what we've been able to do with this Vela product and some of the technology that we've built into it.
2: You know, I, I set up VELOP, um, the the process from A to Z, as you said, from packaging and design, which is absolutely, completely intended to, to stick out. I mean, it's meant to be on a counter. It's meant to be in a, in a bedroom. It's meant to be in a living room, in a kitchen, no matter what. Design is absolutely impeccable. I mean, I made it a point when I was doing my first hands-on to film it next to my Sonos, you know, so people can see that this is something that is intended to live out in the open. And actually, it works best out in the open. Now... Each one of these Velop nodes, and you can have one, you can have two, you can have three, you can expand. It, on its own, is an incredibly powerful AC router, is it not? Yeah, no, absolutely,
4: and that's how we designed it. So each one of these nodes, what, what we'll call them, that you know, available in different packs depending on what you're out to accomplish, right? We've got a one pack, a two pack, and a three pack. But each of those nodes in our Velop pack is actually an AC twenty two hundred tri band router in itself. So if you were someone you know, living in Manhattan and you didn't need uh, a, a lot of Wi-Fi, but thought, hey, you know, maybe a year or six months down the road from now, I'm looking to expand my horizons, get into a bigger place. Maybe you start with the one pack, which in itself is a great router all on its own. Then when the time comes, you've upgraded a little bit. And you said, you know, I need a little bit better coverage, but I want to make sure I'm still getting 100% at the edge of my network now that I've got a two-story flat in Soho. What you do is you, uh, you add a secondary node to that because it's a mesh-based system. They see 2200 nodes talk to one another at that exact same speed. And we've built some proprietary technology into there. We've used some mesh technology uh, as well to make sure that you're going to get the best connection out of it.
3: You know, Matt, you just touched on something, and this is something that I wanted to bring up because the old school way of doing things, and old school is not that long ago. We are talking about a couple months ago. Uh, A lot of people (laughs) would take uh, a range extender, um, a repeater. There were different methods of extending your signal, and a lot of people that would talk to me, Mitchell, what do I do? if I don't get any, and I'm trying to extend my signal. What they end up doing is they end up going to the fringe of their signal, which means they're going to be extending a poor signal. So really, it, it defeated the purpose, but you guys have set something up that you're extending the fullest signal possible that your system will allow. So basically, and, and using the app to set everything up is brilliant because it takes the guesswork out of everything on the user end, correct?
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. When we when we set out to build this product, the three things that boiled up to the top in terms of the, the relevance and the importance to the consumer, whether you're in big home, little home, medium home, whatever it was, was one that ease of use so no, we feel like absolutely we've nailed that right app-based setup we built bluetooth technology into each one of these nodes mm-hmm. and you say why bluetooth well the, the answer is because your mobile phone or your tablet has bluetooth so when you're setting it up and you're putting all the credentials into that first up around what your username and password is going to be guess what the bluetooth as you start to set up node number two and number three is going to be able to carry those uh, credentials on so you're not taking step by step and know two hours in an engineering degree to get that set up <laughs> on the performance side absolutely right a lot of folks don't realize if I've got a router in the home and I get a range extender you may have great coverage and getting great performance but what we know a lot of folks also don't realize is if I've got a router that's giving me a hundred megabits per second out of the wall from my service provider the minute I plug in a range extender the best I'll ever get from that thing is 50% of what the the I'm paying for so right. you add a secondary range extender, guess what? It cuts in half again. Now I'm down to 25%. But the way we've built VELOP is to have this tri-band technology to always go looking for the clearest path and a dynamic channel selection to make sure that at the edge of the network, instead of 100, 25, and keep cutting every time, we're going to give you 100 to 100 to 100 between each year VELOP. And then the last thing, you know, Mark mentioned all about the design, right? Upright conversation piece. I told a lot of folks the same story. I showed my wife the Bella product and she said, yep, you can put that wherever the hell you want. <laughs> my old EA 9500, you can guess where that was. Favorite, one of my favorite routers. It's buried in my office, right? Doors closed, she doesn't see it. But uh, a lot like the design cues that Mark mentioned from some of the other brands that you'd like to put out in your open space and have people ask me, what is that? Well, this is delivering Wi-Fi throughout my entire home, my backyard, my front yard. Um, Those three things were were critical to to what we did with Vela.
3: Absolutely. And you know, we can't, I know we're joking about it and Mark, Mark was absolutely right. We talk about the aesthetics and the reason we bring up the aesthetics is I can give you an example of my own life. My sister-in-law had me come over to try to set up, you know, move her route around to get better coverage. And I was moving it to, you know, toward, sort of the center of the house to give her the best range possible. She's not a techie. She didn't want to have to deal with anything. So I was setting it up and I put it in the center of her home where, you know, where it would give the best coverage. She goes, uh-uh, put it somewhere else. I don't want people seeing that. And I said, what do you mean you want people as well? The antennas are sticking up. I said, it's beautiful. But for people like that that don't like the stigma of seeing the antennas or something that looks like a tech product, this is actually, the aesthetics really, really do come into play for a lot of people that aren't comfortable with technology around them.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And and that was, again, going back to those three things, design was a huge consideration for us. I, myself, personally, I love our big Black Linksys routers with the antennas because I know I do too! Yeah, they're giving me great performance, they're giving me eight ports, they're giving me USB connectivity, and um, what ultimately what we designed develop for is you know uh, being able to deliver 100% Wi-Fi, Wi-fi performance anywhere in the home with design being a, uh, an important part of that factor so, uh, I'm glad you guys both like it. It, uh, it. it was a lot of a lot of time and effort put into developing how
2: it looks today. We're definitely going to be doing spending some more time with it and doing some more hands-on stuff. I'm going to tell you my only downside, which is a positive thing, is is that uh, it's a, it's it's too simple for me. I almost I'm looking for some of the tools that I used to use on other routers. I'm like I guess I don't have to anymore because now it's all there <laughs> in the app. And and, yeah. and and you said it, Matt, with setup. I mean, it was so so painless. Setting it up with Bluetooth, I didn't have to worry about trying to connect to a network to make it work. It just, it it really did work from start to finish as described and is absolutely sexy. But that's not the only thing that you guys unveiled at CES. You guys, you know, at heart, gamers have been with Linksys and with your brand for so long because of the power of those routers and, and just that technology. Tell us about this gaming router and why it differs from everything else.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. Great point. So it's a huge transition for what you're talking about with VELOP and the whole home Wi-Fi and mesh system. We're, we're going to talk very handedly about uh, how a dedicated gaming router is going to make a difference to folks, right? So the gamers out there, are they going to embrace the kind of VELOP mesh technology? I'd say some of them will, because they maybe are more of a casual gamer on the console side and um, you know, the lowest ping rate not the most important to them, but we also know there are some very dedicated uh, console gamers as well as the PC gamers, the mobile gamers who are looking for a router that's going to deliver something a little bit different because... If you think about the marketplace today, whether you're in Canada or down in the U.S., um, there's no true router that just screens gaming and is optimized for gaming. So what we launched at CES is going to be available a little bit later in the spring, uh, both uh, north and south of the border. So a new version of our WRT router called the WRT32X. Um, if you've had a chance to see, it, you know that the form factor is very much the same as the old WRT that you're used to seeing, but it just gets this black Leak very mean and, and menacing type of look to it. And the coolest thing about this thing is, how do you validate that this is going to be a great gaming router? I can tell you all day long because I'm the LinkedIn guy, right? But you're <laughs> sitting there saying, well, great. How do you make it a great router?" What we did is we partnered with a company behind the technology and killer networks, um, which truly are, are the leaders in the, in the networking gaming space with a bunch of cool software and hardware technology, which was basically what it's going to allow you to do is just optimize your gaming experience as soon as they know that a killer um, desktop or laptop are on the network and are connected to a killer router like the WRT32X.
3: No, it, it's the perfect storm and as a gamer I can tell you and it's funny when it's funny how these things became more important as soon as professional gaming became something that could be monetized and how the equipment sort of accelerated after that Matt and you look at this stuff and the one thing in gaming that will kill the gaming experience any pro gamer or sort of prosumer gamer will tell you is latency if there's any sort of latency that, and, that, and that's why they have monitors that are quick your network is the main connection to your competition and any sort of latency but this, this, this router takes it out of your hands and just makes things absolutely fly. So if you're a gamer out there that is worried about your connectivity, that is worried about latency, if you've spent any time trying to open up ports and mess with your port settings, this router takes all that pain away.
4: Absolutely. And and what we did, again, by partnering with Killer, was we said... What are the key things that gamers are looking for? And it's those two things you just talked about, latency and ping rates, right? How do we eliminate that? Whether we're Wi-Fi, whether we're wired, we've got technology built into the router that, again, those two technologies are going to talk to each other and and drive the lowest ping rates, the fastest speeds. uh, So those gamers, you know, when you're in the middle of a first-person shooter session, you're not going to be left uh, standing in the dust, right? You're going to be right up there with the rest of the guys.
3: And I love the look of this thing too. You talk about, you know, this big beast with the antenna. Listen, this is the new bragging point for dudes. People come into a room and go, Oh, look at look at the wireless router on that guy. I mean, that's become the new bragging point here.
4: Yeah, it, it absolutely has been, right? We we could have kept with the same design cues as the old WRT, which was black and blue and, and I would still say is a menacing looking router and Folks know it, right? It's still got that open source capability. still got smart <laughs> Wi-Fi. But now we've made it all black very, very much uh, with gamers in mind and, and developing um, the software behind that to ensure a, a, the best gaming experience possible.
2: What's the reaction been from actual gamers? Uh,
4: phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. A lot of folks. And, and again, I think it goes back to the fact that we took the path of partnering versus developing our own software, our own QoS engine, our own proprietary way of ensuring that's a better gaming experience. We could have done it. We, it would have taken up a lot of time and energy and resources to do it. But the killer folks said, listen, there's really a, a niche game market out there that doesn't have a great solution today. Um, and so far, the feedback has been absolutely phenomenal behind it. And people can't wait. Spring availability, so we still got a couple months to go, but um, the, the hype was certainly there at CES.
2: What price point are we going to be looking at for the obviously the gaming router and and I know Velop obviously comes in different in different packages depending how many nodes you want and that's available for pre order now Matt Whelan, yeah, we'll, thank you we'll, thank you uh, uh, I mean every single time you come on we love having you on we want I just want to keep you on every week can we do that yeah no? uh,
3: maybe uh, <laughs> well the da- listen the downside is it's like you know the sign of a great product and, and a great guy presenting the product is we always fight over who gets what. It's like wait a well, minute, can I send that up. No, you send that to me. No, you send that to me. So you know you you have great stuff when you have ho- co-hosts
4: fighting over who gets what. I I truly appreciate it. I know you guys both are uh, you know mindful of whether you're a Vellup user or, or a gaming type of person that would be after right. our WRC 32x. So uh, happy to keep it coming, and we uh, you know on behalf of our Linksys team, I appreciate you guys talking about this stuff. So so much buzz, so much buzz. It's BS around whole home, Wi-Fi, mesh networking, and, uh, you know, anyone that's listening will know. You, you take a quick look up on Google around develop, and from the awards to the buzz to, you know, Mark, what you even covered for us, too, right? Lots of great news coming out of that thing. So, yeah, I, I we're super excited, super excited.
2: Thanks, Matt. We look forward to having you on again in the very near future, I hope.
4: I hope so, too. Thank
2: you, Jonathan. On Twitter we are at your tech facebook.com slash your tech report and of course youtube.com slash your online.
1: There's more your tech report after this. Welcome back to your tech report.
2: Welcome back to your tech report. Marka Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Follow along with us on Twitter. It is at your tech facebook.com slash your tech report. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash your online.
3: Mark, you know why I'm. Exci- why don't you go ahead and ask me why I'm excited about this next interview,
2: Mitchell? Why are you excited about this next interview?
3: That's so weird that you'd ask me. I really appreciate that. You know, we talked about products that traditionally weren't considered sexy products. I know when it came to home networking and routers, and we talked to Linksys, and we we talked to companies and say, oh, you know, these are these are things that usually were behind the scenes. But in this day and age, products like this are not behind the scenes. And something that comes to mind when it, when it comes to something that's important to me in my tech life. Is hard drives, especially external hard drives. How many things do we have now with all the computers that are coming out with, you know, solid state drives that you know that they expect you to add on later because they don't have enough storage built in. My my home gaming console, your MacBook Pro, they all require storage. And there's a certain company that I've been using for many years. And I hear we're going to have an interview related to that company right now.
2: Well, funny enough, on the line with us is uh, <laughs> how'd you is, make that happen? <laughs> I know it's amazing how this works. Uh, uh, Lance O'Hara, senior director of product management for Seagate Technology. The owner of the company we know as La C. Welcome, Lance. How are you?
0: Hi, Mitchell. Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me.
2: You know, I, you must. I, I hope that you're. You know, you survived CES this year. We <laughs> tend to ask everybody that question because it is. It is quite kind of cumbersome, is it not?
0: It is cumbersome, but it's actually a you know I, I I
3: enjoy CES. Lance, for our listeners that may not know LaCie as well as we do, when I look back at at LaCie, when I think about the innovations that have come from LaCie, for example, my first ruggedized hard drive was a LaCie drive. Uh, the last couple of hard drives I've gotten sleek and portable, powerful, large amounts of storage, beautiful design. The Porsche line that I got again a LaCie drive. So for people that are not familiar with the brand, would you say you know you guys have innovated on, on many levels when it comes to design and Porsche including ruggedized drives.
0: Yep, great point. Uh, one of the heritages around LaCie is around design and functionality and performance. LaCie has been around for about 20 years um, and uh, they actually started or uh, one of the innovators of the external hard drive business.
2: Let's talk about CES, because we're, we're just a couple of weeks off of CES. Um, a, a lot of updates to the product line because of, because of one company in, in particular, because Apple announced this new USB Type-C connector. Now, they're not the first to use it. I mean, I have uh, some LG devices that have been using it for, for a couple months now, almost half a year. It, it is an uh, announcement of a, a new connector like this, how big of a deal is it to a company that has been pumping out drives with you know, one or two different styles?
0: Actually, it, it's huge. So, you know, as a manufacturer of products that connect into the Apple environment, uh, refreshing our product lines uh, to include Thunderbolt 3 uh, is, is is a big deal for us. And at the CES, we made two announcements. The first announcement that we made was the rugged Thunderbolt uh, USB-C. Um, we can get up to speeds of up to 510 megabits per second. We're shipping up to five terabytes um, wow. uh, in a portable design. So. You know, you think about carrying five terabytes in your pocket, (laughs) massive storage, you know, in a rugged design, and it—you know—it's just
2: awesome. There's, there seems to be a misconception. I, you know, we interact with a lot of our listeners, and the misconception is that, um, you know, this—it's really just this connector of the change. You know, everything else is the same, but that's not true. You know, having the connector is one thing—the Type C connector—but actually having the Thunderbolt three interface is a whole different ballgame when it comes to speed. It's a whole—it's a whole level of transfer that people really have never experienced before. So I'm curious, what were some of the reactions that you saw at CES when people experienced that? That kind of transfer speed.
0: You know, when people see or saw this, this the speed and, and the it sort of opened up the discussion about you know as you think about how storage will transform going you know in the future, larger data files. Um, you know, and the fact that it's in a rugged design where you, it's um, does proof shock proof, it definitely resonated and, and really opened their eyes in terms of the possibilities where of what they can do with you know a device like the uh, let's see rugged uh rugged tenevo
3: You know what, Lance, this brings us kind of back to what I was saying at the beginning where we're looking at a product line, we're looking at a segment of product, a category where, you know, you don't think about aesthetics as much, or in the past there wasn't as much emphasis on aesthetics, but you guys, to me, were the leader in that category because I've had people look, I'm I'm looking right now at one of my rigs, and of course, on my PC I have a Seagate Barracuda on the inside, I'm looking right now on my Mac Mini, and I see my Porsche design, one terabyte drive, and people have seen this drive (laughs) on my desk and said, Huh? What is it? That's pretty good looking, and I I kind of laughed at the time because it really it really resonated with how how far we have come in terms of talking about the aesthetics, the design of these drives. And as I said in the beginning, when we were introducing you, I think this is something that LaCie has always been known for, and it makes me look forward to seeing what the next product is going to be or the next partnership because you guys make gorgeous, gorgeous stuff.
0: Great. So thanks for the compliment, and you're absolutely correct. You know, if you think about LaCie, it's really the design. So. Um, You know, one of our product lines is the Porsche design. So we partnered with the design company called Porsche design. Another announcement we made at CS is the CD2 Thunderbolt 3, which is another iconic design. So um, it's extruded uh, aluminum, very high end, very beautiful design. It features the blue eye, which is synonymous for Le C as well, besides the the rugged orange bumper. We, We spend a lot of time and energy on the design of our products as well as in terms of the, the, the features, performance, and the functionality. So
3: there, There's one part of the equation that we're not touching on, and that I have to, again, I have to compliment you guys on. And the one part that we haven't mentioned is price. And one of the things that kind of impressed me was, when I first learned about the drives, I started doing my research. I went to the Apple store, and I was looking at different Lassie drives, and I saw the quality, like you said, the quality of design, the aluminum build, uh, the, the speed that I was getting, and then, of course, the capacity that I was getting. And I looked at the price, and I thought, huh, that's surprisingly less expensive than I thought it would be. And I think when people hear about a high-end drive with associations with, like you said, Porsche design and the ruggedized design, they think it's going to be ridiculously expensive, but that is not the case because in addition to coming out with all these innovations, you also manage to keep the price very reasonable for consumers, which is a good thing.
0: We, we definitely spend a lot of uh, time and effort on the design, but we often make sure that it resonates from a price point with our, our, our consumers so that they you know, want to purchase it besides you know, looking at it, having a beautiful product. Something that we spend a lot of time
2: on as well. We are talking to Lance O'Hara, senior director of product management over at Seagate Technology, who's the uh, owner of LaCie. Lance, when you when you talk about design for a second, uh, you know, go back and going back to the Porsche design and having third party designers, it, it, that's a conscious effort, right? Is that is that a, just a way to to embrace the consumer a bit more, or is it something that just you know you realize that you know there are great designers out there and let's see what they can do with our products? It's
0: something actually that um, uh, we embrace from really the DNA and in, in the seed.
2: I'm sure. I'm sure my wife would appreciate if you could uh, make some calls to uh, Louis Vuitton, um, uh, Cartier, and uh, maybe Tiffany. Tiffany. Don't Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, Tiffany's Tiffany. a good one. Uh, Lance, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's exciting to talk to a company like this. Uh, I've been using, you know, LaCie drives forever. Mitchell's been using. Them. I can't wait to get my hands on the new rugged lineup, especially now that I have my new MacBook Pro in hand. I mean, we're talking about, you know, in real life, kind of consumer talking real speeds. We're looking at, you know, sixty-four gigs of photos transferring in five minutes, Mitchell. So that's it's, it's, crazy. it's really exciting it's crazy. stuff. Even though people, you know, tend to tend to kind of overlook hard drives, they're really important, especially in the media world. And I want to thank you for taking the time to join us, and I, and I look forward to to playing with the products and talking to you again in the near future.
0: Well, thanks for having me, and, and thanks for being a customer. Yeah, you know, we, we couldn't. We couldn't be where we are without customers like yourself. Thank you very much.
2: That is Lance O'Hara, Senior Director of Product Management for Seagate Technology, talking about all the announcements from this year's Consumer Electronics Show surrounding LaCie. Man, we're such a fan of their products, from the rugged drives to some of the desktop drives. I urge you to check out lessee.com. They have got some very cool solutions for anything that you're looking for. Thanks for joining us this week again. Follow along on Twitter. It is at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report. Check out our YouTube channel. Lots of fun stuff. YouTube.com slash your tech report online. Thanks to Matt Whelan, our good friend from Linksys. Thanks to Lance O'Hara. Check out that Velop router from Linksys. Very cool product at CES. And head on over to our website yourtechreport.com for our very cool giveaway for the next couple of weeks. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Marka Aflalo. We'll see you again next week.
1: You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com Slash your tech For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com.